Welcome to the RunFit365.com podcast, episode 7. Booyah! Welcome back, Dan, to the RunFit365.com podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Excellent. So I'm going to let the listeners into a little kind of insight into how we prep for these sessions because um, what what you and I do, and I know you do a lot more planning than I do. Um, Too much, probably. <laughs> so like an hour before we uh, record our podcast, we get together and go over an agenda um, just to make sure that we're on the same page, but I intentionally don't want to know too much detail about what Dan's going to go over, um, and I think Dan doesn't want to do too much preparation either. <laughs> so um, when we were going over today's kind of high-level agenda and kind of talking points for the show, um, Dan goes, I'm going to cover nutrition today. <laughs> And the first thing my mind went to, and um, this is by far my greatest weakness um, with running is nutrition. And I've always had this kind of mindset that, you know, I run so I can eat whatever I want or I can (laughs) drink whatever I want. You're not alone on that either. And it's just like, you know, it's that very basic basic equation of, you know, if I can burn more calories, I could take more calories in and still maintain my weight. And I'm really looking forward, Dan, um, to learning more about kind of nutrition uh, from your perspective. And, And I know that this is there's no way that we're going to be able to cover what we need to cover in a 30-minute podcast. So as we go throughout this dialogue and interview today, we'll, we'll maybe table some of these things for a future fo- podcast, if that's cool with you. Yeah, just keep me in, in the time because honestly, this is a topic that um, I wouldn't say I follow these things as well as I should, just like you, but um, I'm very kind of passionate about the, the way the human body works and, and nutrition is a huge part of that, especially for athletes, but anybody as well. So I think it's uh, something we could go on and on about. So yeah, keep me in check on the time. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm talk to me like I'm an amateur, like I, I'm brand new to running. What are the very kind of high level basic um, nutrition things that you would want to tell me if you were my coach, just kind of you and I are meeting for the first time. What what are the fundamental principles of nutrition that I needed to know to be an effective runner? Okay. So first of all, I want to put it out there just like um, any other advice. Uh, if Especially if you have any kind of metabolic issue or, or any kind of nutritional needs, or just in general, always check their physician or a nutritionalist because everybody is different in terms of nutrition. But um, I guess if, if you're a new uh, client and you're trying to understand uh, what's the point of nutrition, so I think you're not alone in that a lot of people, one, they exercise so they can eat more, or they exercise because they ate too much. Um, and, and what, that, both of those apply to me, by the way. <laughs> well, I think they apply to all. I mean, very few people are are that disciplined 
and I, you know, that's why we, we go into holidays and, and, you know, we come out of holidays at, at a different weight and we say, Oh, it'll be okay. It's, it's the off season or, or whatever. Um, I think what we don't typically think about, and I think everybody really knows this stuff to a certain degree, but we let ourselves sort of forget it because it's convenient. And so I guess the first thing, the, the first thing that really drives it home for me is we kind of forget that our hum, our, our bodies are so complicated. They're, they're in balance and it's, it's so good at keeping in balance that we can just beat the heck out of it for years and years and years. And uh, we don't know. And we might feel different over time. And it's so small of a change that we, we don't, you know, feel it drastically. But um, think about it when you eat something or you drink something and it goes through your bloodstream. I mean, what does your blood do? It goes in. It takes the, the junk out of your cells. It gives the, the stuff it needs, the cell needs, it feeds the cells. And the stuff that we have in supermarkets and restaurants and I mean, it's just not good stuff. It's garbage in, garbage out. And, um, you know, you've heard the term empty calories probably. I think people don't often really understand what that means. Take a, a, a thing of fries. So you're going to get calories from fries. You're going to get carbs. You're going to get fat. You're going to get some protein. And you need all that stuff to live. However, the, the micronutrients in, in a fry is zero. You're getting you know, a couple hundred calories. So you'll, you'll live through the day because you've got your calories. But your cells are starving because your cells don't want calories. They, they need the, the small pieces. So we'll, we'll get into that in just a minute. And, and Travis, please do if I'm going way too deep. Because, you know, you said the first time I was meeting somebody, what would I say? Yeah. I, I probably would do this and they'd probably, you know, fall asleep or something. So well, reel you, me back in if you need to. Well, you've already blown my mind on the fries and empty calories <laughs> and things like that. So I've already I've made a list of things not to do. So you keep talking <laughs> and I'll keep this list. I probably will have like a scroll of um, notes after this session. But I'll do my best because um, I do believe that... The, you know, I don't think that I'm alone with this. Um, I think there's a lot of people that just um, have an opportunity to, to look at that side of the equation of, um, you know, what you put in your body has a dramatic impact on your training and um, kind of uh, your running. So um, I'll keep you in check the best I can, but I'm going to do my best to take notes as well. Please do. So all your cells are basically depending on you to feed them well, and they just won't be as effective if you're not eating the right things. So think of it in this way. If you eat, if you eat like an athlete should, you are going to get dividends way beyond the training itself. You have to train. You have to do all the things that, you know, you think about when you train. But what you, what we forget is the nutritional aspect, um, really makes or breaks us um, in the long term. It's just, it's just a hard thing to remember uh, while we're doing it. So let's, let's talk high level. I don't think it's a surprise. There's really four sort of macronutrients, carbohydrates, protein, fat, and water. And so let's start with water because it's probably the simplest one to explain. Everybody needs water. You'll die without water. You, you can go days without food. You can't go very long at all without water. It's vital and we have to keep that in balance. And, you know, maybe closer to summer, we'll do a podcast on hydration 
but and, and it's actually very important during the winter too because you don't feel yourself getting dehydrated but i think that when people get we need water no doubt i the one thing i'll say about that is if you're a soda drinker or if you drink something with lots of sugar um, especially things that are diet um, that that would be something as a runner that you should probably consider taking out of your, your regimen now i'm guilty of drinking coffee all day long and i'm not saying that's any better than the others but we all have our vice and you know some things we'll get rid of some things we won't i would consider doing that one because that is definitely empty calories so carbohydrates there's there's always talk about you know what's the primary thing an athlete should eat really you know you, you think of fad diets you think of you know adkins where there's no carbs and there's uh, Pritikin, I think it is. It's like all carbs. And the, the one thing I would say, this is just general practical knowledge, is you have to have all of these things. Cutting out any one of them, it will get you a short-term result in, in terms of weight, but you're not doing your body any service by doing that, especially as an athlete. So if you think about carbohydrates, and I, I'm going to really try to avoid any kind of percentages or calories or uh, grams per kilogram or anything because that gets into very specifics and every athlete's different. But just talking about sort of the importance of all of them. So carbohydrates truly is where we get our um, energy from. We eat something uh, has carbohydrates in it. Those break down into our bloodstream. And our bloodstream, um, you think about when you start running or exercising, the bloodstream is, is where you'll pull uh, your energy from first. So carbs are important, uh, definitely important um, for training, for racing, um, and again, focus on high quality. I mean, if you think about uh, a gel, and I'm not going to say anything bad about companies that produce gels or whatever, but that's like putting jet engine, in a, or I'm sorry, jet fuel in a car, you know, it's just this really, really high um, glucose sort of mix, and it will get you through a race, and it will, and I'm not saying that's not what you should do, but just think about what you're putting in your body. All it's providing you is that pure energy. Um, so, you know, think about what you put in your body. Um, and the one thing I'd say about carbs is, we'll, we'll talk about the glycemic index if you'll let me get to that. But essentially, um, every, every carbohydrate, every food has uh, uh, something on the glycemic index, and it's just important to balance that. So we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, any questions on carbs, Travis? You know, um, <clears throat> carbs for, for you know, runners, when you first mentioned that, it was just like um, carb loading. You just hear that so much about you know, we need a carb load before our next big race, and yeah. um, it, it's such an important part of your diet. But I, but I think I did note that you know, all of these elements—carbs, protein, fat, water—are just extremely um, important. But but what I just noted was it's more about kind of balancing that and understanding how each one of these plays an important part in your training. So um, I I don't know what your thoughts are. Um, Dan on carb loading and carb things like you know and some of this stuff I can already tell we're already 11 minutes into this that you could probably <laughs> talk for like 
three days straight. And yeah. If we want to go for like the iTunes record, maybe we can go. <laughs> so, um, so maybe we just jump down to protein and, and, and I think I can totally see that there's some other episodes here around nutrition based on, um, this short discussion already that we can dive deeper into some of these things. If you're all right with that. Yep. Totally. Um, so I think you have it. They're, they're all equally important. Um, uh, so protein, think about what that does, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, especially after a workout or, or really at any point in time, especially as an athlete, but even in, in non-athletes, protein is what builds and repairs our muscles. So, you know, if you're going out for a run, you do a hard workout, no doubt you've put some major strain on your muscles. You need protein in your diet to make sure that those muscles are recovering fully because otherwise over time you put the strain on, they tear, you know, have micro tears, et cetera. They, um, they're going to start not performing as you'd like them to. Uh, the other important aspects of, of protein are, are really, um, more from a, um, bloodstream perspective, uh, helping build your red blood cells so that you can carry oxygen, carry uh, iron and carry oxygen. So think about that from an uh, endurance athlete, how important it is to uh, get as much as you can out of the amount of oxygen you get through your body. Um, I'm, I'm planning on doing a podcast at some point about VO2 max and lactate threshold and those sorts of things. Um, it, it's just important that you try to utilize every single thing every single aspect of, um, of, of your body. So that's kind of protein at a very high level, um, very important. Fat, so I think years ago, you know, zero fat, we need to cut out all the fat. And that's such a, such a uh, it's misleading, I think, because really fat doesn't cause you to be fat. And in, in fact, the things that, do cause you to be fat are carbohydrates because if you um, drink something high in the glycemic index, high sugar in other words, um, your body can only process so much at a time. And so what happens is your blood sugar gets uh, to a high level and your pancreas has to uh, secrete insulin. And the, the reason it does that is it has to bring the, the glucose level down in the bloodstream or else you're going to have too high glucose, and there's all kinds of issues with that. So it produces insulin, and what the insulin does is it uh, it brings that glucose down, and it, it shoots that extra energy into fat cells. And um, you know, it's it's we've been doing it for millions of years, and uh, that's that's why we all pretty much have an unlimited supply of, of fat. Some of us more than others, and. Um, it's just the body's way of, of dealing with that. So people that drink a lot of soda, a lot of high uh, sugar type of food, um, one, your pancreas is on overload all the time. And two, that's what's causing those fat cells to, to accumulate. So fat is not the problem. I will say, you know, that um, you, don't, you want to eat the right kinds of fats. I mean, saturated fat, I think, has been... It's, it's no secret there. Triglycerides, uh, those are the types of things you want to avoid. But um, poly and monounsaturated fats, things like uh, olive oils and other kind of oils, avocados, uh, those fats are actually very good for you and very important in cell construction. So those little things that we're trying to feed correctly, if you're cutting out all the good fat, 
um, your, your cells are not going to be built to their fullest. They're not going to be able to process and get rid of the waste as well and uh, perform as well. Plus, we have uh, vitamins and minerals, and uh, there are certain vitamins that are fat-soluble, and they only can work in a, uh, if you have the proper amount of fat. So I think that's a misconception. Um, I don't know where people are these days, but uh, a fat-free diet is not a good idea. Dan, Dan, can I just say that your brain amazes me? <laughs> you said more big words when you were talking about fat than I have in my vocabulary there, so I'm impressed. <laughs> Not even true. So um, one of the things that I that I when I was listening to you, um, and I've just heard this in the past, is you know I'm getting ready for our new race. You know, say I signed up for a spring half marathon or full marathon. Um, and I'm just now getting into a training cycle. Um, what do you recommend or what, what's the best advice you could give on making any kind of um, changes to your diet? Because I know there are some risk with, um, you know, getting right into the middle of a training cycle and saying that, you know, I need to, you know, I'm going to try to change my diet. Um, yeah. so, so just kind of interested in your thoughts around that. Well, just like anything else, you don't want to go from zero to 100 so quickly. I mean, your digestive system, especially if you've been, like most people, abusing it with you know, the food we shouldn't eat, your body gets used to that. It's still designed to process the natural foods and the, the things that we need. But over time, it, it kind of gets used to other things, and so it, it kind of takes some time to process. So, you know, <laughs> I, I've known people to do this, and I won't admit that I'm one of them, but you know, you get on a health kick and you just go and eat all kinds of vegetables and fruits and all this stuff. And then you have other problems. You know, you've got your body needs to be able to process these things in time. So I guess the, the best thing you can do is determine what are the, um, and I'm going to say vegetables and fruit are the primary thing is what people don't want to hear. You know, everybody wants to say there's a way that you can eat a Twinkie and be healthy, but that's just, Common sense and, and science doesn't – you just can't do that. Um, so really vegetables and fruits. And, we'll, and again, if you allow me, I'm going to go a little bit more detail to the micronutrients and kind of where to find them. But um, add those things in. Add lean meats in instead of, and, and make good trades. There's, there's all kinds of books out there about you know eat this and not that. I think there's like a men's health – whole men's health series about that stuff where um, – Think of a good example, uh, you know, eat chicken instead of beef. I don't know if that's a good example or not, but just start making small decisions and incorporating those into your everyday life. Um, if you eat out fast food five days a week, start by eating out four days a week. And, and the one day, um, go somewhere and buy a salad or, or bring your food or something. Just start small and incorporate the good things into your diet. And the theory is that over time, um, you know, the good stuff will sort of rule the day. Now, in my case, I go through these these um, spells where I just get this, you know, I think about this stuff and I process it. I'm like, I really need to eat well. And I'll go and I'll do that for a couple of months. And then I sort of fall off the, the, the wagon just like everybody else. So I think we have to put ourselves in a frame of mind, especially as athletes, to think about what it means at the cellular level um, you know, do we, would we want to feed our kids 
fries all the time. No, we, we want them to be healthy. So we think about our kids faster than we think about ourselves sort of thing. Same thing with our, our cells. So um, I'm not going to get much on the glycemic index. I, I talked a little bit about that. There's, there's scales you can go and, and books and you can Google glycemic index. And it basically is a rating uh, for each food um, that basically tells you how much it's going to raise your blood sugar. So when we talked about if it gets your blood sugar gets too high, your pancreas secretes insulin, that creates fat. Well, you can avoid that by uh, eating things at the right times in the right ranges. So, for example, I just said I wasn't going to talk about it, but here I go. Um, if you eat something high on a glycemic index, you might want to do that when you're when you're done with a run or, or before a run because you're going to utilize the glucose in your bloodstream that way. If you're not, if you're recovering as a recovery day or something, you might want to eat something in the, in the moderate range. The point is you don't want to spike your blood sugar because that's when you're going to start accumulating the fat, overworking your pancreas, and you know not getting the, the right nutrients. Um, and again... Um, another way to help from spiking your blood sugar is by balancing whenever you put um, something that's higher on that glycemic index, something that's higher in, in sugar and spiking that glucose level. Um, combine that with the protein. So it's uh, a good example. If you need something like a, I don't know what's high, maybe a pineapple or something that's pretty high on the glycemic index as a fruit, you know, maybe eat some chicken with this, so chicken and pineapple. That that protein helps slow down the absorption of those uh, high glycemic carbohydrates, and therefore it, it doesn't spike it quite as fast, and it kind of levels it off a little quicker. So um, mix those carbohydrates with protein whenever possible. So, so, so the next time, Dan, you're like over at my house, we're going to just like, you're going to teach me how to... Um eat properly for like three hours because I have so much to learn from you. And, and I think that, um, I've noted probably three or four potential different podcast episodes that we can dive into things like the glycemic index. And then, um, you know, even race day nutrition is so important to people just knowing about, um, you know, how to properly, you know, properly train your body for that race day. So, mm -hmm. Uh, not trying to cut you off here, but um, there is just so much within nutrition that I think that we can learn from you. Um, and I don't, I don't know what you would close with here, um, but but what would be the, the the main talking points for this section before um, we go into? Um, I'm gonna do it to you again. Um, random, random runners, runners world. world yeah. yeah, and I don't know. It, it's not so random because I just literally got this episode, this magazine today. So this is this is more of a brand <laughs> new runners world that I haven't even cracked the spine of. So, um, any main kind of bullet points here around this? I, I know your intent here was to just kind of this basic nutrition and highlighting carbs, protein, fat, and water. But is there yep. anything else that you want to make sure that our listeners hear before we move to the random runner's world? Yep. So just to review, none more important than the other. Um, just make good decisions. Think about everything that crosses your lips and, and whether it's actually serving your body well or not. Um, and start incorporating vegetables like leafy greens, uh, all the colors of the rainbow. You hear everybody say that. Um, 
the nuts and, and things, if you don't have allergies to that sort of thing, proteins like, uh, you know, lean proteins, uh, fruits, that sort of a thing. So just, just make good decisions and think about um, if you treat your cells really good, just, just imagine how good of a runner you can be, you know? I love it. I love it. My, my problem is I tell myself that and I'm like really good during the week and then it's just like Friday. Yeah. <laughs> and then the weekends happen. So, um, but nobody's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Nobody can be perfect, you know? So Dan, thanks again for that brilliant kind of segment on nutrition. Um, we'll talk more about, um, different aspects of nutrition in future podcasts, I'm sure, because I think a lot of people are interested in learning this and, um, really appreciated that. So, um, I, I've got this runner's world here and it, it came in the mail today and it's from, um, I'm trying to find the date on this. It's gotta be the, the December 2014 magazine, but, uh, wow. Yeah. December 2014. And it's the, um, unstoppable edition and I'm just going to pull it to, to a page here. And I landed on page 50, 58. This might be hard because I don't even know what the article title is. <laughs> There's an ad on the right, and there, we're, we're kind of mid-article here. <laughs> so <laughs> I think this is doomed, I hope. <laughs> it's actually under the mind and body section. Um and I'm not going to flip to see what the title is even. It looks like um, there's kind of an infographic here at the bottom, and it says sleep, visualize, breathe, eat, and strength train. I'm going to read through some of these things. Um, sleep, a 2013 study suggests that an athlete who experiences slow-wave sleep or deep sleep is better able to produce muscle memory Visualize. This positive thinking tool stimulates the same pathways through the central nervous system that actual running does. Breathe. Deep belly breathing uh, better oxygenates your brain, leading to improved brain functioning and more efficient muscle and body pr production. Eat. Um, upping your intake of antioxidant-rich spinach, blueberries, and strawberries can help protect your ability to produce New muscle memory as you age and then strength train. It helps muscles generate um, more nuclei that contain DNA necessary for increasing muscle volume. Um, <laughs> so, so my first take at just kind of reading that and thinking back to some of our podcasts, <laughs> you know, episode, you know, in our most recent episode, we talked about visualization and we mm -hmm. just closed talking about eating. Mm -hmm. um, did any of those five kind of um, categories um, hit home to you, Dan, or anything that oh, you'd yeah. like to drill into? Yeah, what hit home? <laughs> sleep. Sleep. Yeah, I have tell not us been more. Getting, yeah. I have not been getting a lot of sleep. And, um, you know, sleep is one of those things that is so different between people. I know people that get four hours and they're like rearing to go. And I know people, um, this is probably closer to me, that could probably sleep till noon every day. Um, this is why I don't go running with you at 5 a.m. Um, <laughs> I'm still going to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see about yeah. that. Um, 
I, I, I don't know a lot about what sleep does for you, except for I do know that um, on a, I think even a chemical level, sleep is really how you um, process through, digest, uh, not sure the right term, but um, your stress, essentially. And that's not just mental stress, like I said, at a desk all day sort of stress. It's also physical stress. Um, your brain has to rest in order to um, to process everything, and your body needs to, to rest in a sleep cycle in order to physically adapt to all your training. So sleep is exceptionally important. Um, and, and I would love to do a little bit more digging about, about the importance uh, of sleep in athletes and maybe bring that back as a topic to a podcast. That's great. I just kind of flipped through um, the, the title of the article actually is on page uh, 56. It's called Memory Jog. And, it, and I'm guessing based off of the subtitle that says, Returning to Running After a Layoff, Science Shows It's Easier Than You May, may Think to Start Again. And um, there's a quote on this next stage, this, this next page here that talks about with every run you take, you're banking quote-unquote muscle memory. Those deposits um, become a type of running nest egg that you can cash in down the road. And it looks like there's content here that talks about, you know, if you've had a long layoff, um, it, it's not as hard to get back uh, in the saddle as you might think. And then the infographic around sleep, visualization, breathing, eating, and strength training are all kind of um, key variables, it looks like, that play into this content that help you get back um, on your feet. Mm -hmm. so, so from a sleeping perspective... Is it truly like seven to seven to nine hours is the sweet spot that we should be hitting? You know, everybody says eight hours. And again, I do think it's different for everybody, I think, especially the younger you are, the, the more sleep you need. Uh, that's variable, but, you know, that's why kids need to go to sleep early and, and wake up a little later. Um, and, and a lot of it has to do with the way your body um, is physically, you know, what's your, what's your demands? Um, so I think eight is a pretty good bet for most people. Um, I don't know about most people listening to this. I don't typically get eight. I probably need 10. So it's one of those things that you can, on a cumulative basis, um, get more and more far gone and it's hard to catch up. You can't just sleep in a couple hours in the weekend catch up. So it's one of those things that I think most people don't prioritize, just like the mental game, just like nutrition, that if you did prioritize, you would have an edge over most other people. Absolutely. Um, so um, I'm looking at my notes here, and I think that we're in a good spot for, for this episode. Um, we cover nutrition from a very high level. Um, really great segment there. I still don't feel like I've, I've stumped you ever on a random runner's world somehow, even, even when I flipped oh. to that page that was just like an ad on the right and then some content on the left. Um, we had some good dialogue around sleep um, and, and the importance of sleep there. So, um, Dan, thanks again for another great episode. Any final kind of closing words before... Um, we close this podcast. Uh, I don't think so. Other than, um, 
you know, obviously I'm pretty uh, passionate about nutrition. I think uh, we're going to next episode, maybe around the Thanksgiving time frame, we're going to talk about some uh, essentials to um, losing some weight or keeping the weight off for the holidays. Uh, we actually have a blog on the website about these and we're going to talk through them. Um, so that's probably something most people are interested in. I would say don't make it about just your weight though. Like what we talked about in this podcast, make sure it's, it's the quality of the food, not just the amount and uh, quantity. Very good advice, Dan. And it's timely too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> with, it is with, timely. With the holidays coming up, absolutely. That's going to be good stuff. Um, Dan, thanks again for your time. Always a pleasure. Always learn something from you. Um, and I think the listeners appreciate that as just as much as I do, if not more. So, um, until next time, check us out at runfit365.com. We'll bring back, uh, Dan back for our next episode. Um, until then, happy training. Mm-hmm.